What's going on, hockey fans? It's Puckwave Podcast. We're coming at you with another new episode, number seven. We got a really good one. We got Johnny Lazarus from the Blue Yorker pod joining us to talk Rangers. We have a good conversation with him. Then JB and I talk about the other series, little Evander Kane, Kevin Fiala, and a whole lot more hockey. Uh, we appreciate the support. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Puck Wave. And just keep supporting us, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. We can't thank you guys enough, and we hope you enjoy this one. Puck Wave Podcast, Episode 7. I always got to gotta look up what episode it is beforehand. But anyways, uh, the goalie, Jackson Bowline here as always. We got a special guest with us, host of the Blue Yorker Pod, Johnny Lazarus. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, fellas. How you doing? We're in the uh, the midst of a little playoff comeback here, I think. Down 2-1, but we're going to tie it up, I believe. Yeah. All right. So let's let's not uh, kid ourselves. I've said a bunch of times, not a Ranger fan. I enjoy, you know, their follies and whatnot. But when you got a Ranger guy through and through, we got to lead off with the Rangers yet again. 2-1 Carolina. Uh, Tony D'Angelo kind of back up to his hijinks that I'm sure you're uh, very familiar with, Johnny. Game four tomorrow night. What do we uh, think in the rest of the series? That's what you're going to start with? Come on, you're going to start with Tony? I mean, like, I just, like, it's the redemption tour is just so sweet, and Gallant kind of got in the way, I feel like. I, I think it's going to be, and I kind of, like, went out with a rant on this today. Um, I don't know if you guys mind if I curse on this. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I was just going to say, like, it's it's all bullshit, man. Like, Tony just, he did it in the Boston series. Like, he, you know how he acts, and he wants the Boston guys to focus on him and not necessarily on the game, and he wants to be a distraction, and you know, I don't think the Rangers are going to give him what he wants. Like, you know, I think a lot of people kind of thought this year this team would, you know, answer the bell every time they had to. And right now they don't have to. They're down 2-1 in the series. Yeah, Tony's like, whatever. He, he does what he does. And you kind of want to shut him up. But you're, the only way you're going to shut him up is by beating him. So, you know, a lot of Ranger fans think that they're going to start Reeves tomorrow and he's going to go after D'Angelo and drop the gloves. And that's not the case. Like, these guys know what they have to do. They have to win a hockey game and get the series tied up going back to Carolina. They're not going to buy into that you know, extra curricular kind of bullshit antics that D'Angelo and Domi try to start at the end of game three. So I don't expect much. I think it's just going to be a lot of hype for this game. Um, you know, if it does get like carried away in the third period, I think if it's like a three goal game, you know, maybe we'll see a little bit more of that. But um, as far as the game itself as a whole goes, the Rangers just want to win a hockey game. I don't, I don't see it being, uh, you know, out of hand in any sort until maybe the game is out of hand itself. Yeah, I, think, I was just going to say, I think the thing that the Rangers have done is like at times this series, they've looked like not as up to the competition, but like in a different way as the Pittsburgh series where like when they lost those couple games to Pittsburgh, you knew that the Rangers were going to lose these ones. I don't I can't count the Rangers out of any of the following three, four five games, however many more games this goes this series. Mm-hmm. And I think like that Pittsburgh was like a real wake up because a month before the season ended, we knew they were going to play the Penguins in the playoffs. And then it came down and Louis Domingue comes in. And then it's like, why is he stopping our best players? Why does Igor forget how to play goalie? And I think that now they may look out of it minute by minute, but you can't count amount of games this series. I, I don't know if I agree. I mean, I think this series, if they go down like two goals to Carolina, Carolina is not a team that's going to let up. I think the Pittsburgh series was different just because 
Pittsburgh like simply outskilled the Rangers most games. Like you could tell the Rangers just kind of looked lost in the D zone when they were going against Crosby, Gensel, and Russ. But as far as Carolina goes, like Carolina isn't like outskilling them. They're just kind of outworking them. So it's not like it, it's such a fixable thing. You can't out you can't you can't be, come back from a team that's just simply outworking you. Like it's just not possible. I think Pittsburgh just made mistakes because they weren't really, you know, obviously they were playing hard, but I think the Rangers were able to match the intensity. But like Carolina is one of those teams, only only so few teams can match that intensity. And I think those couple teams are like, you know, the Avalanche and the Flames. Like, I don't think many teams can really, you know, outwork Carolina. And that's kind of what they pride themselves on. And that's what's been the narrative of the series is that, you know, Carolina media kind of came out saying that Rangers media was trying to, you know, uh, bring this narrative that Carolina doesn't have any star players. And like, I, I kind of back that up. Like, they have a bunch of good players. Do they have anyone that's like Crosby or Gensel that like can take over a series? No. And I don't think they've shown that. Like, you know, as good as these guys have been, like Aho and Svechnikov and all these guys, they haven't put up the points that Crosby and Gensel and Russ were putting up and Latang. Like, those guys are Hall of Famers. Like, Carolina has a bunch of good players, but they don't have the Hall of Famers that Pittsburgh had. But then again, they play so much better as a team. Like, Carolina was the best offensive team in the league all year long. So you can't go down two goals to them because you're not going to come back. Like, I, I, I'm one of the guys who never counts the Rangers out. But I know that this is a team where if you dig yourself in too big of a hole, you're not getting out of it. And, and, you know, people think like, oh, they did it last series. They can do it again. It's not the case. It's a different series. It's a different team. We've seen how rare goal scoring is in this series. So if they go down two goals to Carolina, I will not have a ton of faith. Yeah, I mean, you you nailed it. But uh, Carolina, I mean, I think – I said it last podcast. They like you said, they don't really have a a guy like um, well, McDavid's an unfair. Um, <laughs> no one does. <laughs> but, um, but like, not to be biased, but like a guy like Kaprizov who can huh. who can take control of um, a, a game for a team. Sebastian Ajo is their their best option. But yeah, they're so sound defensively, which is mm. so key in the playoffs. But I mean, you also need those goal scorers, and that's what. Uh, your your New York Rangers have and I think if the Rangers can get out early in series and games in these games in the next couple um, days I, I don't know if Carolina can has the has the power to to come back from from a two goal lead from a, a, a three goal lead but yeah you're right I mean Carolina is so good defensively that the Rangers they need to get those early goals and yeah. get control of the game early. I mean, I kind of said it too, like in the last round, like scoring first didn't really matter because the range, like, you know, I think whichever team scored first in the last round lost, honestly. Um, and I think this series against a team like Carolina, like it matters so much. And I think actually almost positive Carolina scored the first goal in like every game in the first round. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the right stat, but also in this series, like the Rangers scored first in two out of the three games. And those are the two games they had played the best in. So like, you know, the first goal I think does matter against a team like Carolina and especially when you're on home ice and Igor stands on his head, they need to, they need to come out and score the first goal in game four. And I haven't really said that yet in the playoffs because it, it didn't really matter last round, but it, it matters so much in this, in this next game. I really think they need that, that first goal. One of the things that for the Rangers to sustain a long run that I think a lot of people have noticed is that all of the Rangers star players haven't all been on the same level at the same time mm -hmm. it's been a lot of disappearing acts so who for the rangers absolutely cannot disappear to win this series and go on a little more the disappearing thing is iffy with me because 
they might not be so dominant, but they're still impacting the game, you know, like they're still producing and it might not be, you know, consistent, but when it matters most, they're doing it. And, and that's kind of what I've been saying. Like, yeah, like a lot of Ranger fans got on Mika in the first four games because he only had like four assists. And then when it mattered most, he stepped up. He had three goals and four assists in the last two games of the series. Like, you know, Panarin scores the overtime winner in game seven. Game three, the Rangers down to nothing in the series. Mika has a goal and assist. Kreider scores. Like, they're stepping up when they're needed most. And, and that's such a hard thing to do as a professional athlete. Like sometimes the moment is too big for the players. And I think these guys are showing that it's not. And, you know, sure, game one, game two, they don't sh- score. Or they don't shoot the puck as much. But I don't know what they've shown me thus far is that they're stepping up when they need to. And as a fan, I don't think you can ask for much more. That is good. Like, I fall victim to it all the time. You know, if you don't put up goals, like for example, a few weeks ago, I called Lafreniere a bust already, which I realized <laughs> oh, I hate a, you. I hate you. <laughs> it, which, which is just ridiculous thing to say after like at that point, it hadn't even been two full seasons. Uh-huh. And then game seven, when whoever it was, he knocked off their helmet. I was like oh, yeah. in our group chat, I was like, that's the most productive thing he did this series. Not knowing that he scored two goals and two assists. You just didn't but, watch. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. To be fair, I did. I think I missed the game that he scored one of them. So maybe I only saw one of the goals. But yeah, we just like fall into this trap of like, if they're not scoring goals, they're not being productive. And I mean, you know, I literally just did it to you just now. Mm. But I mean, <laughs> you know, it really, I don't know. Hopefully, if you're a Ranger fan, they all are producing on a way that satisfies you and your fandom that uh-huh. game. But I mean, yeah, if they can all get on the same page, I think they can get three out of however many more games. Well, I got to defend my guy laugh there because I've been defending him all season long. He's been the one guy I think that gets so much criticism and he does not deserve it at all. Like he didn't even get that much ice time all year. Like he was stuck on the third line for most of the season. He got some first line minutes and he produced when he got the opportunities. He had like, I think he had like 15 five on five, even strength goals. And like, you know, he only could have had so much more if he was in the power play as well. Um, but Lafreniere, I think if anything for Ranger fans, he's been like the most encouraging throughout the playoffs. Like he's a 20 year old kid, a first overall draft pick. And not only is he like putting up points in the playoffs, but he's grinding and hitting everything that moves. Like he was the most physical guy I thought in the first two or three games, of the penguin series, I noticed him like right off the bat in game one, I was at game one and his first two shifts, he like lit up Latang. Like he was buzzing. Like I was like, Lafreniere looks ready. Like everyone says like playoff experience, whatever. But I thought Lafreniere was the. Maybe, aside from like maybe Heedle, Lafreniere has been like the most consistent player, I think, in the playoffs. Heedle's been really good too, and they're not putting up the points, but you literally know what you're going to get from them every single night in the playoffs thus far. Like, you know, I think Kako's been really good too, but Kako was kind of invisible, I thought, in game three. He didn't really do much. Um, but Lafreniere and Heedle, man, those two have been, they've been a, you know, I don't know what the phrase is, but I guess just such a pleasure to watch in the playoffs. Like, it, it really is encouraging for those kids to like honestly be, be doing so well. So no more Lafreniere uh, slander. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's that's fair. I'll just I'll just redirect it all the regular season. I'm just messing with you. You can. It's okay. <laughs> the last thing I want to ask you about the Rangers because I know we don't have a ton of time left with you. Um, okay, actually, one here's a quick one. Your question the Glenny Balls about asking to get beaten up by Ryan Reed. <laughs> one of the funniest things I'd ever seen, and just like what. What came over you in your journalistic ability to ask a great question as that? Um, 
I think it's funny because how many times do you have a conversation with your friends chilling on the couch? Like how long could you last in a ring with like Mike Tyson or, you know, whatever, like all these things. Like, you know, I always like used to say, how many goals I scored Henrik Lundqvist if I got 10 penalty shots? Like, you know, here I am like, sure. I played college hockey and I said like, I could maybe score two on him, but like the average Joe, let's be real. Like no one's scoring on Lundqvist. Like no one's putting up a point against like Patrick Beverly. You know, no one's getting a base hit off the Grom. Like all these different things, scoring a touchdown, whatever. Like, I think a lot of just like average people like me just like to compare to like the professional athletes. So I just want to know what Glennie thought. Like, I, I don't think I could last more than 10 seconds tops with Ryan Reeves, strictly out of intimidation. I think I just shit my pants right away. Um, so I just kind of wanted to hear his thoughts. And I think like, you know, it's it's funny because all of us, like we're all big sports fan and 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 let me say that again all of us, like we're all big sports fans and it's so easy for us to just sit there and watch and criticize. But like when you really put yourself like in the shoes of the athlete, like these guys are doing it every single day for like nine months straight. Like these guys in the NHL and especially like the Tampa Bay lightning, like those guys have been playing hockey for 10 months out of the year for almost three years now. Like they played so much hockey and it's like literally insane to think about what they do on a day-to-day basis. Like I wake up on a Monday and I'm exhausted because I like went out for three hours on a Saturday night. And these guys are like, banging bodies like and they're going out too like they're doing all that on top of playing hockey you know and they and they do it every day it's like honestly being a professional athlete i've never had like more of an appreciation for it than i do like as i do now at 26 years old like it it is simply just like insane what these guys do on a day-to-day basis so i wanted to get glenny's thoughts as someone who just like you know typical guy loves to party hang out i don't know if he's ever been to a fight but I'm glad you said the thing about being 26 years old and going out. I played can jam for two hours yesterday. I cannot move. <laughs> I'm sore. Probably sore from it, right? I, I like, I don't know. I was diving for Frisbees. I was just trying to get my team on the board, laying the body out. And like, I could not move today. It was yeah. like, I got run over by a car. Imagine being Ryan Lingren, bro. He probably feels the same as you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's his can jam. <laughs> the last, the last actual question I want to ask you. And mm. again, we thank you for the time. Yeah. Thank you guys. When game one against Pittsburgh, I guess now three weeks ago, a lot of people that didn't watch hockey tune on, turn on ESPN, a lot of khakis in the crowd. I'm sure that that's the thing that has been brought up to you and you just hate it. Like being discussed. I get it. New York city is very busy. People go straight from, I don't know, wall street, whatever big job they have. And then they just throw on a Ranger sweater and they go to the game. Like, what's your take on that? Like, cause I get it. I'm very close to New York city. I understand that you're not going to go back to your apartment and go out. So what do you think about fans that have that reputation towards Rangers fans? It's really tough. Cause I've like never really been in the corporate world, I guess, you know, I've been working from home now for like two or three years, I guess, for the most part. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's like loyalty in a sense. Like if you're going to go to a Ranger game in like a suit and tie, like, good for you, man. Like that sounds miserable. I don't want to sit in the garden in a suit and tie. So like, you know, I kind of give him credit, but then again, at the same time, like, I think I argued this actually on our episode today, I was talking about how sure. Like Madison square gardens, the world, most, the world's most famous arena and the fans are amazing, but we don't have that like X factor of like the intimidation of going into Nashville, going into Vegas, like all these like different fan bases that like have like somewhat of an identity. Like there's, I guess the identity for the Rangers is like the suits and the corporate America. So like, it's not necessarily so intimidating for like the road teams to play in for the most part. You know, I think, uh, you know, any NHL player will tell you when they go into a building like Winnipeg, when they have a whiteout or um, Calgary with like the sea of red, all that kind of stuff. Like 
it's intimidating. And, you know, I, I wish the Rangers had a better identity, I guess, when it comes to fans and maybe someday we will, but at the same time, like, you know, people in New York, it, it really is like a, you know, hustle and bustle kind of city. And I think that's why we love this team so much. Cause that's what they are. And the whole no quit New York thing has really like hit home this year. Um, so I, I, I think, I don't really know if that's ever going to change. I mean, maybe it'll change if the corporate world does go to fully remote, which it kind of is like heading that way. It seems like, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, you couldn't catch me dead being at Madison Square Garden, not wearing a jersey, or I guess a jacket. I wear a jacket sometimes. Hey, I mean that khaki culture kind of works for Jim Harbaugh. He's just spiraled that into like pretty big gigs. Yeah, uh, can't really attest to it, but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I know you do have to go again. I can do one more if you guys got one more. I was just gonna let you plug your pod. It's great, right. and I think that everybody, non Ranger fans included, should give it a listen whenever they can. Thank you. I also like to be uh, unbiased. I, I am a Rangers fan, but I'm also a hockey fan and I kind of like, you know, see it or say it as I see it. So um, like even last night, I felt like the fact that Lucci's got a five in a game and, and Hagel got like a two minute for cross checking. That was like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. That Hagel cross check. I don't know if you guys saw it in the Florida Tampa game. That was like the dirtiest I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, I got two minute. Um, but yeah, I'll plug my podcast. I got totally off track there. Uh, the Blue Yorker. We're sponsored by Blue York. We are a Blue York podcast. It's a, you know, Rangers fan company, make customized apparel, um, you know, graphics, all this kind of stuff for the Rangers. We just literally like created this community and it's been a lot of fun. Like I'm actually at the point now where I go to Ranger games and I meet someone in our discord or like a listener and it's like a lot of fun for me. And, um, you know, it's been really cool to be a part of it. So definitely check out the Blue Yorker and we're going to have a lot of like outside Ranger people uh, on in the off season, like you know, some of my old college teammates that are going to hop on and stuff, which is cool. Um, so some cool NHL names, hopefully that I, I won't share yet, but we got some, uh, some NHL guys in the works, hopefully. I mean, that's just like great to hear hockey doesn't have like, besides like spit and chiclets and a few other notable things like hockey. It's just like the game quality is above the other three at a lot of times, but like the public recognition isn't. So I think yeah. like what you guys are doing and other people is just great for the sport. And hopefully the more eyeballs, you'll just like these past three weeks and then the continuing three with the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals. It's just really a great time for new people who have not watched to, you know, just come aboard. There's what, 31 teams now, 32, 32. Yeah, it's actually funny you say that, too, because like all my best friends in high school, like I saw like a high school group chat and, you know, there's no hockey talk from October until April. And then all of a sudden now every night it's like, oh, my God, Kucherov is sick. And they're like, what are you? My, 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 one, of my, one of my good high school friends actually said, this is so funny. He goes, McDavid's the best player in the league, hands down, no argument. And I was like, welcome to the last five years of hockey. <laughs> like, I was like, what an idiot comment. But it was so – and he, like, kept saying it. And we're like, no one's arguing you, man. Um, but it was really funny. And that's the best part about it. Like, this time of year, the people who don't pay attention all year, like, you know, I know hockey fans that love to rag on the bandwagon fans, but we'll take them, man. Like, it's so fun to get everybody involved. Like, even last year, like, you know, being a Ranger fan when the Islanders went in their run, like, it was so cool just to be around Long Island and, like, see Islander fans out and about. Like, the town was buzzing. It was awesome, man. Like, that's what I love. It's, it's so fun. So, um, yeah, no, it was a great point. And, and thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. And anytime you ever want me to come back on, I'm, I'm more than happy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. thank you. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. You got it. Later. Back now to talk the rest of the playoffs once again. Big thanks to Johnny. Check out the Blue Yorker pod. And who knows? Maybe uh, I'll 
push aside my Devils fandom and I'll let another Ranger fan back on. Who knows? <laughs> but there actually is more series going on. But if you're the Florida Panthers, you don't know that because allegedly you stay out till 3 a.m. at a Tampa Bay strip club. Now, Johnny and I talked about this before we recorded that. Him and I kind of both agreed it might have been fake news from a local Tampa Bay radio station. But the fact that we're believing it shows that, like, that's how much we all believe in the Florida Panthers. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, the the Panthers have had years of pretty bad hockey and they finally get a team that has serious thoughts of a Stanley cup. And that's the news that comes out. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. And it, you know, probably wouldn't have been big news if they were say losing two to one or, or they're up two to one, but since they're down three to zero and and losing the way they've been losing, yeah, yeah, without a power play goal. Um, it's just, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy against, especially against the Lightning, their Florida rival. Yeah, and like Biz said a couple of nights ago, you know, get Jumbo Joe out there in the power play. It's not going to do anything, but no. it can't get worse. It statistically and literally cannot get worse. It is as bad as it could be. And the fact that Jumbo Joe is coming back, it just shows that, you know, eh, maybe we gave up. Now, full disclosure, there's 17 and a half minutes left in that game going on right now. But, like, if Florida wins, they won't win another one. And if they win another one, they, they, they're they they're cooked. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Tampa Bay. You heard it here first onto the <laughs> conference finals. Uh, and who knows? Maybe the Panthers will still be alive next time we record. Doubt it. But, yeah, I just had to get that yeah. out there. Um, and yeah, Tampa Bay, like we all said it, we were all kind of hesitant the first round, but this round we were like, no, we're not betting against Vasilevsky again. Uh, yeah. And yeah, just dominant. It just cra- like you would, you would think the lightning, I mean, yeah, they are the back-to-back reigning, defending undisputed Stanley cup champions. They're playing the president's trophy cup winner. And we know that they don't win the Stanley cup, the president's trophy winner, but it shouldn't be this bad. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. I mean, getting swept as the best team in the league is, is unheard of except for obviously the lightning against the uh, Columbus blue jackets a couple of years ago, but that was in the first round and that was a shocker. I mean, you made it to the second round. You had a hard battle against Washington and then you just, you have this performance and down three Oh, Vasilevsky has never lost two back-to-back playoff games. It's not like, I mean, it's, it's an under 10% chance that the, the Florida Panthers can move on here. And it's just, it's disappointing for somebody who's been kind of um, cheering for the Panthers the, the whole year. And especially in the playoffs here. And I just thought they would put up a better fight than, than this. I mean, right now, like you said, there's 17 minutes left, and it just doesn't look good. Even if they win a game, I don't see them coming back and even winning game five. Yeah, it's just you thought that maybe the pan like the Panthers got kind of the uh, the reputation the Suns got in last year's playoff. Uh, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, good story." 
blah, blah, blah. Phoenix obviously has been historically better than the Panthers, but, you know, they had been bad for a long time. Uh, and we thought, you know, maybe, and then the Suns proved that, I mean, they were a couple bounces away from winning the title. Yeah, they lost four games to two, but, like, they didn't play bad. The Panthers, though, this round, they just, like, played bad. And they, yeah. like, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I can't even articulate, like, what they did wrong. Just, like, so much. It was, like, if you're Tampa Bay, uh, after you win in Toronto and you're on the plane back, well, actually, I think a lot of teams took buses from Canada because to avoid COVID tests and whatnot. Uh, fun fact. But, like, if you're John Cooper on the way back from Toronto, I don't think you could have drawn up, like, a way for to beat Florida and it would it would not have worked that well it, just everything they've done has worked and the power play we keep preaching on it but it's just so bad a lot of teams it's been bad but like at least they score one or two yeah. Florida nothing it, it it doesn't make sense for the team that they have that their power plays bad either I mean having Barkov and um Huberto and, and Aaron Eckblad at the point. I mean, even Sam Bennett, who's got some offensive skill. They have such a good team. And Claude Drew, I mean, they have such a good offensive team, and they just aren't scoring. And Bobrovsky is playing as well as we thought he was going to play coming into the year. Um, he played pretty well in the regular season, but it's just he's not looked very good in the playoffs. And, I mean, they – they didn't look great against Washington. They beat Washington, but they really never looked like Washington, like Florida in the regular season. Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah, if you're able to convince people that you were out at a gentleman's club until 3 a.m. <laughs> and by the way, like it really stinks. This is two of the better teams in the playoffs. How they got the unlucky draw of back-to-back days playing, I don't know how that happened. Like, I don't know why the NHL decided to have three games yesterday and then to have these two teams play again tonight. Like, that seemed yeah. kind of weird. And one game on uh, on Saturday, where yeah. they could have played at least one, two games or three games or something there. But And yeah, I mean, I like – Good for Edmonton last night getting to play the early game so we didn't have to stay up till 1.30 watching hockey. No. But, like, I, I don't know why these teams are playing back-to-back nights, especially in the second round. Yeah, they I don't, don't get it. They don't share an arena, either team, with anybody. I mean, the only thing I could think of is – no, not even not even because the Heat – I don't know how close uh, the Panthers arena is to – I think they call it the FTX center now or whatever, wherever the heat play. I don't think they're that close that like traffic would be a problem, but I, I really don't know why. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't really get it. The NHL scheduling has been always questionable. Even in the regular season, they play, they'd have like a full slate of games in the regular season all at the same exact time. So you can yeah. watch. That uh, happened a few times, yeah. uh, two games at seven, two games at 10. Yeah. So, and yeah, then, like in, just... the, in the regular season, they would have what was it, uh, 13 games one night, and then two that, like, I don't yeah. know, maybe split it up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it I mean, does not make any sense. We'll get back into the uh, Gary Bettman talk 
after the cup gets raised and he gets booed mercilessly. Yeah. But I mean, for now, we don't. And like Carter Verhage, he was just dominant round one and he scored that game winner, or yeah, the game winner to put him into the second round. Done nothing. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Aaron Eckblatt has been, I don't know what happened to him this round, but he's just getting toyed around uh, this series. Let's, I brought it up before. I think it's probably been, it's definitely been if you are a gambler, it's been your favorite series of the second round for sure. Calgary Edmonton. Now, if you're staying up late for these, like the rest of us, good on you because you deserve to watch these games. Nine six the first night. What was it? Friday night. Five four? Five, five three. three. Yeah. And then last night, Evander Kane, natural hat trick yeah. in Edmonton. Milan Lucic. Did you think that was a dirty hit on Mike Smith? Yeah, I mean, you don't touch a goalie. Um, that's just like I, a known I, rule. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> who I was asking that question. <laughs> I mean, was he – if that was a player that he hit, I wouldn't say it was dirty, but you just don't – it doesn't end well if you hit a goalie. It's not suspendable. I don't think he should or will get suspended. Actually, I don't think he is getting it suspended. But, I mean, when a goalie's out of the crease – it's not like it used to be. You don't, you don't, you don't hit the goalie, especially into the board. And he wasn't hurt. I know he got taken out because of a spotter. Um, he wasn't actually hurt, but still, I mean, that's if if say Mike Smith would have got hurt and then Koskinen had would would have had to play the rest of the series, and he would have been horrible. Then Lucic would be the hated most hated person in in um, in Canada. I know I kid about it. I told you this the other night. I don't know why these two coaches aren't calling you, dude. Like, <laughs> this is just like, it's great to watch, but it's just terrible. Like, Mike Smith, he's obviously kind of been humanized after just getting destroyed. And that hit was as uh, divisive a hit as the game one Toronto-Tampa, whatever the guy's name on Toronto. Just, just a totally dirty hit in Toronto fans booed because they're just, morons <laughs> but this that hit was as decisive or divisive i should say as that one some people were like oh don't skate out of the crease that much it's like or or if you're a skater don't just crash into the goalie for funsies <laughs> i don't know like that yeah that that was just yeah. ridiculous but yeah yeah you should have been getting a call to canada you should i mean <laughs> minnesota I don't, that's like they're kind of neighbors ish right yeah yeah, it's yeah, just you, uh, you should have been in Canada right now, not <laughs> on this pod. But and then Mike Smith cramping up after game two. I was like, oh my God, Mike Smith is gonna like win a shootout, not a literal shootout, you know what I mean? But he's gonna win this high scoring affair. And then he starts cramping up with three minutes left. I'm like, oh my God, like this is <laughs> all the things that you and I have said in private and on here. But he pulled through, he won last night. Oilers are up two games to one. Evander Kane, love him or hate him, he's just dominating. He's been yeah. incredible these playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he wasn't playing like real hockey for like a year, so he's pretty well rested. Yeah. But, I mean, and McDavid, like I – Johnny said it earlier with one of his buddies, but he, he is the best athlete of the four sports by head and shoulders. Like, stand Mike Trout 
on top of Shohei Otani's shoulders, he's better than that. He's better than Kevin Durant. Football, it, it depends. Like, if you really like dominant defense or quarterbacks, he's better than all of them. He just, he's turned casuals into, like, whenever he's on the ice, that 16, 17 minutes he plays, it, you have to watch. Yeah. He's going to do something that you've never seen before. And if you have seen it, he, you're going to be like, no, I've never seen it done like that, though. I've never seen it done the McJesus way. Just an, yeah. an incredible, incredible showing from him this entire playoffs, but these three games especially. Yeah, I mean, the seven years he's been in the league, he's been insane. Um, in the regular season, he's unbelievable. This playoff, he has amped up his play to a level he did not know that was there. And now – um, he's been compared, I think, by Wayne Gretzky himself that he's one of the best athlete, best hockey players to play. I mean, the stats don't back that up, so it's hard to say that. But um, it's getting there. I mean, 23 points in 10 games in the playoffs. It's that old saying, like, we wanted to – nobody wanted to – no teams wanted to see Carey Price in the playoffs last year. He carried them to the Stanley Cup play, uh, Stanley Cup final. And this year, nobody uh, – Connor McDavid, everybody wanted to see Connor McDavid. No teams wanted to play Connor McDavid, but everybody wanted to see Connor McDavid in the playoffs because we wanted to see what he could do. And him with Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane, who is nobody's talking about that pickup. Um, I know he had a lot of troubles and he uh, he's had some off off ice issues, but nobody's talked about that pickup and how key this Evander Kane pickup was for the Oilers. Um, when they were struggling throughout the regular season, looking like they might not even make the playoffs again. And then they go on a big tear and Evander Kane's a big reason why they're winning the series that I didn't think they really had a chance um, in. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy. And the goaltending, speaking of the goaltending, the goaltending stats for both of these teams are horrible. Markstrom against Edmonton has like an under 900 save percentage. And Edmonton, Mike Smith has like an under 900. It's like 870 save percentage against Edmonton, against Calgary. Uh, it's just the battle of Alberta. They hate each other so much. They just score like crazy. Yeah. And I mean, like, I apologize to Evander Kane. Was it two weeks ago? He's just, it's like when Blake Griffin went from uh, Detroit to Brooklyn and he dunked that first game back. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I didn't forget how to. I just chose not to. It's just like what Evander Kane's doing. He's like, I didn't have to behave the way I did. Or no, I I don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he yeah. acted like a jerk for a really long time. And whatever you want to say about it, he shouldn't get paid. We shouldn't be praising him. But what it, like it or not, he was a bad guy who did bad things in whatever side of the fence you stand on right now when we're watching him play hockey, which is his profession, he's doing it incredibly above average. You yeah. could, like, I'm not going to say he's elite Kane again, but he's like on a team that needed another guy. He's that other guy that they needed and fits the yeah. role perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't been in playoffs for, I guess a couple of years. San Jose had a couple of years where they were strong and good, but I mean, we haven't seen him in the playoffs for some years now. And, putting him with a, a player like McDavid is just adds that, that incredible skill. And the Oilers, I don't know if they can go past this round even, but if they, 
if Connor McDavid can keep up this pace and with Leon Dreisaitl uh, scoring and Evander Kane scoring, I mean, that's a scary team offensively. I just don't know defensively they can do it. And I, I get it. Like, they could lose the next three and they're out in six. Yeah. But this is when, after Kyrie left Cleveland, and I hate that I keep comparing the NHL to the NBA, but, like, I'm just – this is the world we live in. But yeah. this is like when LeBron brought that Cavs team his final year there to the finals. Now, I'm not discrediting title and we, we talked about Evander Kane. But this team, like you said, almost missed the playoffs. Been so, like, not even so close to me. They just underperformed constantly. But McDavid's like, all right, if no one else could, like, I'm going to do everything. He, I mean, Canada got the, the Canadians in the cup last year whatever you want to say about it uh and calgary yeah. will still be there but he has the entire country on his back he, yeah like they're guaranteed a conference final spot canada but he he doesn't know that to him calgary is the middle of nowhere like i said last time but uh oh florida's on the power play right now uh 25 <laughs> done absolutely nothing but uh but yeah it's this oilers team it's it's a good run that they're on in who knows when it'll end, if it'll end, but for right now, it's something to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and they just have something to build on, I guess. It's just every single year, it's something like that, but they need to bring in a goaltender. They haven't had a goalie who can play since the last one I can remember is Brian Rolison. And that's, that's 2004, 2003, Brian Rolison. And he was elite then, but yeah, I, I just cannot remember a, a goaltender that the Oilers have had that can help lead them to something. Quick update on this Florida power play. Uh, 35 seconds left. They went for the D-man uh, top left of the blue line. Totally whiffed. Went all the way back to Borovsky. Uh <laughs> Took him 10 seconds, got it up the ice, and they're out of the zone again offsides. Oh. Uh, speaking of goaltending it kind of pertains to that is it just me or are these nets come out like way more than ever yeah i i i don't know i mean goals have been up like crazy in this playoffs it's it's very weird because usually the playoffs is when goaltenders can take over a series and the only series it's done that with is Dallas and they lost. <laughs> so I, yeah. And it's like one in every three stoppages if it's not a TV timeout or an offside, that net is just spinning around there like it like it's a hockey puck. I and I'm glad I don't know how long ago maybe I just never noticed but they put those yellow things in to kind of give it like some resistance so like a uh, Stamkos a few years back doesn't happen again. But it's just like Every other play, it seems like they're coming out of the net or coming out of the whatever the, the ground ice. Yeah, they have that like the the suction in there, but yeah, I agree. Like even a push off nowadays, like I think it was Huso in the Wild series with the Blues, he just continued it to push off the net in a game, one of the games. But yeah, I, I I'm not sure. One final series. Of course, I saved the one that the Blues in for last and the Avs because, like, they haven't really talked about them. They've done exactly yeah. what they thought they would. Yeah, they lost the game. 
All right, we thought they might. Uh, big story out of game three was the Bennington Cadre water bottle thing. Bennington's done for the series now. Yeah. Uh, they play about two hours from now. I'm, don't call it a, a prediction. It's a spoiler. Colorado's probably going to win. I've read the script for the game tonight. It's it's okay. Uh, it's sufficient Monday night playoff hockey. But I mean, like, Blues aren't going to win three more. And without no. Bennington, they're not going to. It was bordering on uh, game two, maybe beginning of game three. It was bordering on, like, is Jordan Bennington good? Yeah, or I know. Great. I, if you're in the NH, if you're a goalie, you're good. But it yeah. was like, whoa, what, what's he doing? Now he's done. Blues yeah. cooked. Yeah, and that, that was a hit that, like, you can't blame that hit really on anybody, in my opinion. Did Kadri maybe lean in a little bit? Yeah, it's Kadri. He's he's known for doing that. But, I mean, he's not going in there intentionally hurting. I'd hope at least. Maybe that's just hope me hoping. But um, he was hitting to the net, and it's just a freak play kind of. But, yeah, Bennington, God, I just hate the guy so much. But he's so – he's got a temper of, like, a two-year-old. He throws a water bottle at Kadri. That's just – I know it's, he's upset, and I can understand that, even though I don't like the Blues. I can understand that he's upset um, being out, and he was playing very well um, in the series. He was really keeping the Blues in it with the Avalanche. But, yeah, Huso, uh, we saw it in the Wild series. He just didn't have it in the playoffs. Uh, he had it all season long, but he did not look too good in the playoffs. So I don't, yeah, I think this game, this series, I honestly could see it done in the next couple of games. Um, but if the Blues put up a fight and if Huso has a good game, yeah, I just don't see the series. We, I, I think I said this was going to be a sweep for five games, and I think it still could be five games. Yeah, I mean, I can't add anything to that that you didn't already say. Like the Blues are the Blues, and the Avalanche. They're not gonna. They're not gonna lose it just yet. They'll find a. Yeah. Maybe later on. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I would be remiss if we didn't bring this up. Of course, we have a Wild fan. I was an honorary Wild fan. Kevin Fiala all but confirmed he won't be back next season. Now, uh, before I get your thoughts on it, Tom Fitzgerald. Do, don't trade the second pick for Kevin Fiala. He's a good player, but like, do not give up the second pick. If you're a Wild fan, you're gassing up Kevin Fiala oh, yeah. to the. You are pumping and dumping Kevin Fiala's stock, but do not fall for it. Do <laughs> not give up an, another top pick. Not even that they've traded top picks, but you know, don't number two. If it was like number nine, what? Sure, go for it. Win now, but do not not to, not the second pick. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. Um, as a wild fan, having Logan Cooley or or Slavowski, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, that defenseman out of out of, I think it's Russia. But um, but yeah, I, I Kevin Fiala, I love him. Uh, he's been my favorite player on the Wild. I have a jersey right there uh, of him. It was my first jersey I bought in that first year. We traded for him just because I do like him. I liked him in. In Nashville, too, I mean, Miguel Granlin was my favorite player before Fiala, and that's who they traded for, Fiala. So it's going to be very, very sad. Um, he was our – I'd say our first 
rising star before Kaprizov. Um, that one year he just went off, but he's not worth the first third overall pick. He's just he's just not. Um, especially this playoffs, it was bad. Uh, he didn't score. Uh, he didn't look like Fiala really. Um, and I know New Jersey's interested, but Ottawa has been interested for a couple years now too. And maybe Ottawa, they've been known to make some dumb moves. So maybe they're number seven um, for, for uh, Fiala. That would be, that'd be nice too, to have another high pick, but it's going to be a big miss. And Fiala would be here if we had money. We don't have money. We, the wild do not yeah. wilder and are, are in cap hell as they say. And, it's 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 frustrating but yeah that instagram post i mean he just said thank you minnesota and, and it was uh him celebrating as a minnesota wild but i think he knows he's gone i know bill Guerin, the gm of the wild went on to our fan kfan uh, radio station and he was asked a question about dumba and fiala he got a little annoyed and he said dumba's a damn good player um and people want to ride him out of town because of three good months of Kevin Fiala. So that's pretty telling as well that he's going to keep Dumba, sign him to a longer deal and then price ship Fiala out of town. That's not, it's not not true. I mean, Fiala didn't score. He scored like three goals in the first like 20 games. He had a horrible start to the season, but so did Caprizov, but, and then went off the last couple of months and then just shut down the playoffs. But yeah, I don't know. It's not worth the second. He's not worth the second round pick or second overall pick. But I'm going to miss Fiala if he's gone. Slight update. Panthers didn't score in the power play again. Dumbo <laughs> Joe didn't get the job done. And I guess that's why he didn't play the entire playoffs. But yeah, yeah, and the whole time I've known you, you've said that this is the best wild team that you've seen. And that's unfortunately one of the costs of having and maintaining a good team is that you're going to have to get rid of good players because they're going to want good player money. And I mean, they'll get a good return for them. I don't want a second overall pick good return for them. You know, one or like three through 32, any of those that it's golden. Yeah. And he was signed to a one-year deal this year. So I guess it's not guaranteed that he gets traded. It was restricted. So probably a trade. I would sure hope so. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say Fiala, cause he's really literally pretty much only had a one and a half good years in his career. Um, he was a high draft pick with the predators, um, really didn't see success with the predators, but yeah, he, he came over to the wild, pre- played pretty well that first year, had a pretty, pretty good year the next year. And then just went off this last three months. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't know who we'd get back from. It's the senators. I'd want at least a first round pick. Cause I think the senators would do that. Um, and they've wanted him for apparently a long time. I, you never know really what to believe in these rumors, but if, I mean, it's been talked about for a while, even trade deadline. They were talking about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the time of year that we're in. We don't know who's going where and who's staying. Yeah. But we do know Florida Panthers probably like two hours away from going back yeah. to that club. Yeah. 
I can't believe that. Yeah. All this. And actually, um, a, a hopeful future guest used to be the beat writer for the Florida Panthers. Yeah. So, yeah. Look at you uh, laying little cryptic <laughs> Kevin Fiala sub yeah. tweets at the end of the podcast but yeah i mean that's all the time we got for this one uh we really appreciate like a lot of people have been enjoying it uh it's been a lot of fun i don't want to put words in your mouth jb but uh oh, yeah. you know we're all we're having a good time it's great we lucked into a perfect time to start up a hockey podcast but uh you know we appreciate the support apple spotify youtube and i mean yeah, I mean, I don't really got anything else to add. Playoffs going to keep on rolling. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back eventually sometime. I don't like putting out dates and times because then when they don't happen, you know, people yeah. get upset. But, yeah, we're just going to keep on keeping on. And uh, hope you like this one. Hope you like the next one. And, yeah, we'll be back uh, pretty soon. Absolutely. All right. Don't – don't. <laughs> I always forget. But don't forget, at Puck Rave on Instagram. It's where you'll find yeah. all of our stuff. Bunch of clips, a bunch of highlights, a bunch of whatnot. We're actually, I, like, I'm making memes now and stuff. I never saw myself as a hockey meme guy. I didn't see that, uh, you know, when uh, I turned 23 a little earlier. But, you know, hockey meme guy now. I made that, uh, yeah. that, that uh, Stormy one. I really liked that one a lot. That was good. And Stormy's yes. banging on that glass. <laughs> Just, I, I told, uh, you know, people... At work like that that's just what happens they just bang on the glass five minutes before, like no place gonna open when place gonna open but <laughs> yeah that was life talk for you on a hockey podcast you're welcome <laughs> uh F- tampa has blocked as many shots as florida has but tampa or florida also has so florida has 11 shots tampa bay has three and florida's blocked three and tampa's blocked 11 jeez that's crazy Huh. All right. Now we're just now we're just rambling. Uh that's it for this one. That's Puck Wave on Instagram, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Be sure to follow, like, comment, subscribe, maybe then unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate. And yeah, that's all we got. Yep. Yeah. We're out. <laughs>